welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Daniel Colborn. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. And today's episode is brought to you by... Soldier Boy. Up in that hoe. Wami. Crank it. Crank that. Wami row. Row. Um, Caleb, you're aware of Soldier Boy's recent antics? No. Let me tell you, Soldier Boy is a Twitch streamer now. Oh. And he plays old school RuneScape. 10 no, hours a day. are you kidding me? I am not kidding. No you. way. Yeah. So I have been watching a lot of Soldier Boy experiencing RuneScape for the first time on Twitch recently. He's just like grinding publicly. Dude, he's he's doing it, dude. He ran. I, there was this great moment. I tweeted it for the listener and the user to go find. Um, I feel like this tweet didn't get the correct amount of love, so please go find it. Um, Soldier Boy uh, was running into the wilderness so everywhere he goes there's like a hundred people following him okay um so i was standing at the grand exchange the other day and i saw about a hundred like people just dripped out in like the most expensive stuff yeah you know walking past me and i was like what is this um and then i realized everyone kept saying soldier boy in chat and i was like no way so i went on i just i was like soldier boy must be streaming and wow. so I went, I was like, Soldier Boy Twitch? And I found it. And there he is, like, running past me at the Grand Exchange. And I was like, Crazy. there goes my hero. Watch him. That's um, insane. So anyway. That sounds like the with, worst game to watch streaming of. Not when Soldier Boy is doing right. it. Right, yeah. Um. So him and his crew, he basically was like, I'm going to go into the wilderness. Like, I'm ready yeah. to, like, cross that barrier into the wilderness and see what's going on. For the uninitiated non-RuneScape players out there, the wilderness is a place where like other players can attack you. So he like takes off all his armor, puts it in the bank, and just like runs into the wilderness. And like he's running past, he's like level forty or whatever, right? He's running past these like level hundred enemies and stuff, and it's like freaking out. And he's like running away from them, and he dips into a cave. Um, and it's Corp. Do you know Corp? No. It's like Corpialis or something. It's like. It's this dragon for a quest. It's a dragon mm. boss. It's 785 combat level. One of the strongest oh gosh. things in the game. And he just runs in, sees it, and is like, ah! <laughs> it's just like freaking out. It's great. I love Soldier Boy playing RuneScape in 2020. Wow. It's a good, it's a very good moment. Because it's like two things from the same era of time, Soldier Boy and RuneScape. Right. You know? just happening on twitch in 2020 it's very strange that's hilarious yeah dude how's your bots coming uh update for the the user um daniel has a new career as a runescape bot maker which is how i started money farmer which is what i did which is uh, what both of us as a boy this is yeah we both botted runescape yeah that's how we both learned uh, programming so I had a bot that basically like successfully like bought things from the Grand Exchange and then enchanted them and then high alked them, mm-hmm. um, which is like a slow and steady money making method. Um, but uh, it and it worked really well, and then I tried to run it again and it didn't work. And I think it is like something with the image detection. Mm that like based on like a slight difference in my camera angle like the anti-aliasing is slightly different like in both instances the camera was pointing due north 
Yeah. But it could have been off by a percentage or two, and that right. just makes the lines anti-alias right. differently. Ugh. So I need to get I need to be a little smarter with my image detection. Okay, okay. But it worked for a second really well. That's great. And it was a bot totally written in Python. Uh it was cool. It was very cool. That is cool. And I made like libraries. Like I'm I wrote the API I wanted first. Mm-hmm. You know, I did yeah, it like yeah. I did it well. So I have like a grand exchange library that has methods. Um and I have like a bank library that has method, you know? Yep. And so in theory, over time I could build out these libraries with all of the right images for thing to recognize, you know? Yep. And theoretically like make a giant set of utilities that I could reuse in scripts and stuff like that. But I didn't. Uh I it broke the second time I ran it and then I got discouraged and I was like, I'm just gonna play RuneScape for a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Oh, I uh I discovered a um or just employed a new strategy in Warzone. Oh yeah. Um you you go to war so Call of Duty Warzone for the friends and listeners of the show. It's a big open map thing, about 150 people drop in and y'all kill each other until the last man standing wins. And there's this circle that gets smaller and smaller. You don't know where it is, but it's always within itself and it gets smaller and smaller as the game goes on until you're forced together with people and that's how it works. Um, Whatever, you know, I'm not going to bore everybody with this Call of Duty nonsense, but basically you get the flag recons. I just go for like three of them right away and it shows you the future. Yeah, Yeah. so basically you know where the circle is going to be at the end. And then you go like, you get a bunch of money from that. And then you like buy a munitions box and armor. And then you just go and you just camp and uh, get second place twice in a row. Nice. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, D. Cole, so we got a couple things to cover today. Yes. Uh, let's make a list. Uh, I got bikes and bikes. space. Bikes and space. And oh, there was a third one. Bikes and space. I want to talk about... Uh, team comp you got team comp uh maybe i want to talk about a live wire optimization thing um okay. so, so we got a smorgasbord yeah it sounds like a long episode for a hard out at five no 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 we got time <laughs> all right where do we want to start talk to me about bikes um i just put tires on hanny's bike you can't buy bikes right now there's a bike shortage bike shortage at least in my area and the internet mm. it's crazy i tried to buy a bike you can't. You think I can make a bunch of money selling my bike right now? I don't know. I mean... Because I haven't ridden it in a while. I don't know. I don't think so because the Craigslist market still seemed plentiful, but uh-huh. the bikes weren't very good, at least yeah. in Buffalo, you know? Yeah. But uh, but Burt's Bikes, is that, a, is that a national thing? You know what Burt's Bikes is? You probably don't. I don't know Burt's oh. I know his bees, but yeah, I've never yeah, seen yeah. his bikes. <laughs> or his bots. Um, his beans. So... Mm-hmm. Burt's Beans. Burt's Beans. Burt's Bikes is like a Walmart of bikes. Like it's like a bike superstore or whatever. Totally, almost completely out of bikes. It's crazy. Every, it must just be the COVID thing. Is like maybe the supply chain's low on bikes. I don't know, but it's likely both that everybody wants mm-hmm. bikes to ride away. The, and there's not a lot of China boats coming in. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's no bikes. So I had to get um, clever and fix uh, her existing bike. So I did that. Yep. And uh, 
the extant bike right before we got on this call and uh so tune it's just so much fun to tune up a bike you know like when you're a kid and you just like what kind of bike uh i'm sort of converting this mountain bike into like a hybrid gotcha so what kind of tires it had like those knobby you know tires and i put on like much smaller hybrid type tires cool um yeah i replaced a chain and uh yeah i'm working on like you know tuning up all the uh gear shifter things so they don't suck as bad but um anyway and i might swap the fork out with something without um shocks yeah so you know we're doing that that's fun oh so so i'm I'm riding 100 miles on sunday that's the thing that's Mm -hmm. the bike thing so i've been you know riding a bunch training and uh and i've always had this thought that you know uh what's his name um you know uh the guy that uh mr rogers close mr rogers (laughs) he he uh it has been said that he would swim every morning you know Mm. like he got up super early every day it's also a sniper in vietnam yeah yeah and he has tattoos in his arm um yes he would get up super early this morning that's a perfect example of lunch table lies i i whenever i come across a new one and then i realize that we've talked about this right Uh uh-huh yeah like well, and it's I, like the pop rocks and soda thing. Yeah, in your stomach, your stomach explodes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, dude, there's so many. That's a good one. There's um, oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, the one that uh, I was in the company I was in, I couldn't say it, but I'll say it here. We'll get we'll get dirty. Um, Marilyn Manson took out his bottom rib yes. so that he could, <laughs> so suck, he could his suck his own dick. dick. <laughs> yeah that was that was one that you know i mean this, these are facts man yeah to the middle school lunch table these are facts yeah there's so many true. of these facts and not uh true. i said one recently to someone and i oh man i wish i remember what it was and i was like saying it i'm like wait a minute this, this, is might, this doesn't line. sound like it's this is one i think i have to undo this doesn't sound very true uh-huh. And then I was explaining this category of, of facts and I was like, uh, I can't even think of any, but there's a ton. The only one I could think of was the, Mar- was the Marilyn Manson one and I couldn't say it. Right. Um, so anyway, that's a, that's a good example. Mr. Rogers, has, Mr. Rogers he was a sniper, a sniper and he had tat- and he has tattoos. Yeah. That's why he wears the sweater is because he mm-hmm. has tattoos. That was the, the line. sniper tattoos. Oh, so funny. Just like Alan Iverson. So he works out every morning and so you would think like and i, I think that's actually a lunch table lie he actually lives a very sedentary life <laughs> yeah it slipped into the documentary yeah he wakes up super early and he swims a zillion yeah. laps whatever mm-hmm. and so i've been waking up early very low and impact biking exercise. and it's not what it's cracked up to be i'm like, like exhausted biking? all the time when i get back i'm exhausted I can't work. Riding a lot of hills. What are you doing? Yeah, I train on hills. The hills are by my house, but but I also the ride is not hilly, uh-huh. so I've done some longer rides not so on. Why hills. are you so exhausted then, dude? It's just exhausting. You're like really pushing it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe you should back That's off funny. a little bit and chill you, and enjoy the day. Why do you say this? Because you're like, oh, if you're biking on flat ground, like what? Are you, you're not going to get it, like burnt out biking on flat ground, right? I mean, like, not you're unless thinking? you're really pushing it. Or you're biking like an extreme distance. Okay. Well, I'm doing both. But I used to think that. I remember hearing people I, uh, would like bike these long distances and I'd be like, but just biking? Like, Does your bike suck? I don't understand. No, it's not bad. It's just like, I mean, these are long distances. What kind of bike is it? Is it a road bike? It's a hybrid bike. 
skinny tires or no? I mean, it's not a road bike. No. It's okay. Well, that's why you're tired. No. Even if I had a road bike, I would be tired because no, you, you don't understand the impact of skinny little tires. No, I do. I know it it's makes you more efficient. Huge di- difference. I know it's a big difference, but in my mind, you would just go faster because you're you're already going as fast as you can. You know? Okay, first of all, don't go as fast as you can. Well, you're going as fast as you can sustain. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just sitting there, like, trolling around at a, I could do this all day pace. You're, like, you're trying to make a decent pace, like 15 miles an hour or more. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. If I was I on think, a road bike, I'd But what I'm saying faster. is the amount of effort required to sustain that pace on a road bike. Yeah, I know. If that's a good pace, then why wouldn't you just ride a bike that requires less effort to sustain that pace you know i'll say one i don't have that's a good question this is a great question one i don't have a road bike okay yes sure we'll talk about that problem in a second that's probably the biggest problem Uh uh-huh two um the bike i have is not a bad bike it's pretty good i mean it's decent it's not great honestly caleb i think if you're finding that like you're wearing yourself out really hard riding a bike on flat ground it might be a bad bike. No, 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 no. No, T-Cole. T-Cole, if you, you're riding against wind, there's hills. You know, I'm not, we're not talking like big hills. So, sure, sometimes sure. I go on rides. Yesterday, I did a very, very big hill and I was mm-hmm. toast when I got home. But sure. even so, like I did 11 miles with a big hill and I mm-hmm. was toast. Normally, if I did, a, if I did 11 miles, I'd be totally fine. 100% mm-hmm. fine. I would feel mm-hmm. the same amount of toast if when I do like 30 miles. Mm-hmm. um or 40 or more um yeah i don't know if you, you so ever ridden ride... for a really long distance <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah me and my dad uh when i was a kid we would take we would load up uh camping stuff on bikes nice. and we rode around so chiba is a peninsula chiba is like a prefecture or like a state basically okay. in in japan yeah right next to tokyo and it's like a peninsula that hangs down into the water and then comes back. Yeah. And we lived right at the top of the peninsula. Yep. Right at the base of the peninsula, I guess you would say. So we would do a trip. We did it twice where we basically like set out on bikes and rode around the peninsula of Chiba and then back to our house. And camped along the way. It took like three or four days Sweet. and we would camp every night. Um, wow. One time it started raining. We camped kind of down off the side of a highway. Um, And it started raining and the water all poured down the embankments of the highway Hmm. and just like totally flooded us out. And it was like three in the morning or something. All of our stuff got super wet. Hmm. Um, So we like woke up the next day with all this wet stuff and just like rode to a laundromat and like dried out all of our sleeping bags and stuff and then loaded it back up and kept riding. That's crazy. It was rough sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. So, yes, I have. Um, but like I, m- my recent biking experience yeah. was before I moved to this house when I still lived like downtown in Asheville. Yeah. I bought a bike. Yeah. You were biking was, a bunch. I would like call you was, and you'd be on a hill or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was biking a lot and it was very hilly, very mountainous, Yeah, you know, and like that would gas me out. Like going up those giant hills and stuff sure. would gas me out. But like in the rare opportunities where I had a chance to ride on flat ground. Yeah. It's like the least tiring thing in the entire world. It's just like, yeah, whatever. Then you weren't riding fast enough or there was no wind or whatever. Or you weren't doing it for long enough. I think that's the thing, man, is like uh, 
I think you would, would get tired after a long time. Oh uh, yeah, sure. I pro I agree that like if I rode a hundred miles, it would not. I think feel if you good. rode fifty miles, you would be very tired. Maybe yeah, probably. Um, I'm just saying, like, what's the rush, bud? <laughs> I generally agree, and on Sunday, I'm not trying to make any time or anything. But when I'm training, I'm yeah. trying to get in as much juice as I can. Yeah, yeah, know? I hear you. Yeah, you're training. You're trying to build up. Well, and that's the thing, right? It's like, what are you complaining about being tired for if your whole thing is like, I'm going to push it to the wall so that I get the most juice possible? Yeah, no, I wasn't necessarily complaining. I guess I was complaining. I'm not. My whole purpose here was not to bitch about being tired, Decole. Mm. You just latched onto that. I, uh, I just wanted to express to you mm. that most of these days I've been really tired while working. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 I guess yeah. what I wanted to say was my dream of like, Waking up Swimming. super early and like being Mr. Rogers and then like yeah. going to start your day. What it really looks like is like, ah, oh, I need a nap. Yeah. 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 You've done a lot of, of, um, uh, skepticizing podcast recently <laughs> right now. Not right. This is happening right now. You need to back off my friend. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Uh huh. But yeah, it feels good to, to, you know, bike, whatever. Okay. Biking space we'll blow through this one space mm-hmm. super into space lately you are yeah are you okay. are you into space as much as any red-blooded american boy like physics like astrophysics and stuff i mean i don't know what you're specifically talking about but sure go space on space time going. black holes yeah, yeah supernova stars neutron stars dwarfs love all that stuff uh-huh okay you're into that yeah word it's crazy about it it's just yeah. crazy wild it's just crazy the whole thing's crazy to me oh yeah it's just crazy to me oh everything i just like watch these videos and just get my mind melted like all the time what are you laughing at you know what's crazy to me everything dude it's just wild (laughs) it's crazy i have such a hard time trans or um communicating the, the feelings i feel when i when i dwell on these gigantic things like space and uh you know and like contemplating the end of yourself what do you mean because of biking (laughs) yeah it's the biking that's what it is (laughs) the end of the universe that's that's Uh like a good i like kind of learning about space from questions i have you know like sure how does the universe end and you go down that road and you're like whoa and like the philosophical implications of space sure like what just whatever yeah whatever agreed like infinity the concept of infinity yeah yeah like all of that yeah i mean there i don't yes like what's at like our universe is expanding but like what's beyond our universe you know right and is there anything or does the universe actually go on forever and does that mean that there is a multiverse because of that right and can yeah like can we create a sub-universe like our universe will die right and does that mean something about like freedom free will you know and yeah, that is interesting. Like the like the concept There's a lot of, of just crossover, like crossover. I feel like between like space nerdery and philosophy nerdery. Yeah, I think so. I, I think like the the free will thing you're saying, like um, like I I and my every action is like a physical, like a born of a physical process. So like yeah, it's like ad infinitum. So yeah, exactly. Like life is deterministic. Everything I'm saying right now happened 
because of conditions set up right at the Big and Bang. that there are theoretically infinite universes that. where every different divergence yes, is occurring. right yeah exactly you know? and yeah. that but that all of them were determined you know yeah it's crazy and but speed like, of light differences in the big bang or whatever yes that that is that is something and i mean really just like oh man the idea of how small we are and how mm. small of a time period we're born in you know like i yeah. guess the scale of space just contemplating mm. like your scale the way that you think compared to the scale of space sure does something you know does something yeah does something crazy oh yeah yeah oh yeah yes yeah, so oh, that's yeah, that uh that's you that. ever notice canadians call people a bud probably a little bit more than anybody else hey bud <laughs> i don't know uh tell me about teams do microsoft teams you've been using <laughs> no don't don't <laughs> taunt me don't mock me just because i have a job hey <laughs> Um, just don't suggest I would use Microsoft Teams. Although we were using Jira for a second, but we're out of it. We're good, out of the woods. Good, good. Um, any company who uses Jira, um, is uh, yeah, just dude, just attack them, dude. Yep. <laughs> any Rip company, them a new one, dude. Any Go for it. Company that uses Jira is um my enemy, and the <laughs> enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Keep your enemies close. Um, yeah, keep Jira closer. Keep Jira closer. Okay, well, that's on. why we used it. I was just trying to keep an eye on it. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> no, no, no. So we have this. We have this thing at work, uh, which is a thing that every company has, right? Which is that we have a couple like long-term projects that we want to do, right? Right. Um, like there's big chunks of the app that are still like just chugging along in the non Laravel code yeah. that we need to get migrated over into Laravel. Classic. Classic. Right? I bet and minimum 50% of people listening to the show work have for a company like or have, yeah, yeah, have, and like half the meetings are about the legacy system. Or there's like other things like we want to move to Stripe from authorized.net. Yeah. Right? There's like these things yeah, where it's dude, like... Dude, I bet half the companies are dealing with the same thing these are such common scenarios and it's like these are big big projects multi sprint probably multi-month projects yeah you know um and we could do them except that uh we have to do all this other stuff too yeah right like uh you know oh we need to change the way that this interacts with that. We need to change the email notification that goes out because now it's different for people in Texas. You know, um, just all of the normal problems of owning an app, right? Mm. Is that things change and there's new little tweaks that need to happen or bug fixes mm. or whatever, right? Yeah. And so um, I was thinking about, you know, you're always you're always thinking about like how do we do how do we handle these two things? So I would say there's like three categories of tasks, right? There's tasks that advance the large goals. Yeah. Right. There are tasks that are like, I guess what you would call like support tasks, right? So tasks that someone who is not a programmer is asking for that we, it would be nice to give them what they want in a time frame that's reasonable. 
Yeah. As opposed to being like, yeah, we'll do that after we move the entire application to Stripe. Yeah. You know? Um, and then there's like bugs, like something broke or, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. So how do we handle these like two things that come in in kind of real time with this other thing that's like going to happen for a long time? Yeah. And here is what I've been thinking about. Um, have you ever played any game that had tanks and healers and DPS? No. Are you familiar with those terms? No. Okay. So in like it's like Dungeons real time Dragons, strategy type thing. Okay. Um. Well, like in like Dungeons and Dragons, but also in games like World of Warcraft or whatever. Okay. Um, you will often be like in a situation where you're fighting a big boss. Yeah. And you need to have the you have uh, a normal team composition would be a tank whose goal is to keep the boss mad at them hmm. and keep taking a bunch of damage. Yep. And that way the boss isn't attacking all the other members of the team. Yeah. Right. Then you have healers mm -hmm. whose job is to keep everyone, but specifically the tank mm -hmm. alive. Okay. Right. So the tank is taking a ton of damage. The healers are keeping the tank up. And then everyone else is DPS, whose job is to do damage per second. Mm. The maximum amount of damage in the shortest amount of time so that we kill the boss before the boss kills the tank. Because if the tank dies, we all die. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. um, so I was thinking in those terms, and I was like, that would make a really good team composition, right? So basically, you have a tank whose... Um, whose role is to basically tank all of the support requests and bugs. Right? Yep. Um, which yep. allows the DPS, the other people, to focus on doing as much damage per second, you know, as like as much work as quickly as possible on the large goals that we have. Yeah. Right? And then you'd have a support player whose job is basically to bail the tank out if they get overwhelmed yeah. or bail the DPS out if they're overwhelmed or if they need some help with something or if they get blocked or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, And I was just thinking, and it'd be so cool because like if you work in some kind of a sprint or week to week or if you work in any kind of time-gated way, right. that gives you a natural rotation you rotate, point yeah. where you could say like, all right, I'm tanking this week. You guys are on DPS, your support this week. And we happen to have four people on our team. So I'm trying to pitch this idea. Um, I pitched the rotation idea. And then one guy was like, well, actually, like, I kind of would prefer to tank. Like, I, I like dealing with all the incoming support requests wow. and stuff. And I was like, Who's oh, wow, guy? you're a very rare person. You should yeah. clone yourself. Yeah. They're, but I anyway, do know those people. And those people are the people I always think of, like, they're the most valuable employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who are just like people throw just, me into the fire. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What is wrong with them? Good um, for you. But yeah, anyway, what do you think what do you think about that a metaphor for team comps and what do you think about that actual strategy of team comps? I love it. Cool. I think it's brilliant. I, like it too. I think um I think the uh yeah, so I here's how my thought process usually goes. Uh -huh. Um so LiveWire is my company at the moment. And sure. you have an LLC yet? No, I don't do any of that stuff. Uh -huh. <laughs> I probably should at Not some yet. point, but I, yeah, I try to keep it lightweight. Um, 
Gotta. So you gotta keep it lightweight. This is the thing, quick tangent. That you know, people like I in my life, the people who know that I'm a tad of an entrepreneur and have been, when when somebody has like an entrepreneurial idea or they want to start something or whatever and they get really excited and you know, they come to me and they're Yeah, you're the guy to go to. Yeah. So they wanna like talk to me about their idea and what's involved and you know, like uh, how do I you know, how do I do I get an LLC? I'm looking into different ways of organizing and like you know, I got a business plan and, you know, and I mean, you would say the same thing. I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, I don't have any of that. Like I, I thought I needed all that when I was in high school and I was fixing people's computers and I wanted to make CP productions, whatever. Like I needed business cards. I needed a logo. I needed a business plan and I needed to be an LLC. And yeah, well, you need those things if you want to go convince an investor to give you money and you have nothing to show except for your business cards and your business plan. Right. There's a di- there is a different route where that is a, a helpful thing. But even even getting started, you know, I don't know. The thing I just I was like, just stop. Don't do a thing. Just mm-hmm. make money. <laughs> yeah. Settle up later. Like, I don't have a company. I don't have anything. I'm just Caleb Porzio on my taxes. Yeah. Schedule C. Yeah, C-Pors. So... Anyway, um, T. Cole, I love the idea. And so my company, Livewire, has bugs mm-hmm. that come in all the time. They sure GitHub do. issues yep. and Alpine. Mm-hmm. And then there's little like improvement things. And then there's big, big things. Yeah. So I sort of deal with this myself. I have, I'm generally kind of wearing all three hats. Mm-hmm. There's people in the community who help with the first and the second but not really help with the big one, um, which is great. That's my favorite thing. So anyway, I get it. And usually when I think about this, this prospect of, and this is a dynamic that I've experienced at every single place that I've worked in any, you know, real, not like Titan working on, you know, even Titan itself has legacy projects, whatever. But, you know, at an agency, you're on a project. Yeah. A little bit and different. you would sometimes get assigned to queue work. Yeah. Yeah, so there's it's just a little bit different, but every like product situation that I've been in is this way and it is this constant balance and I think it's fantastic. So what I'm saying is my inclination is like everybody should pitch in every because I just feel guilty like wow, I I can't like l- like live with myself making somebody else do all the bugs all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think and so that that the rotation is a cure for that. Um mm-hmm. which I think is great as a cure for that. I think it's even better if somebody wants to just be the bug guy. I think, yeah. I think that's fantastic. And I, as long as they have the option to tap out of that at some point, if they, yeah, if yeah. they grow to hate the bugs, yeah, they should have the option to tap out for a little bit and join the rotation. Yeah. You know what? The rotation is great because yeah. I don't mind bug killing when it's the only thing I have to focus on. Yeah. But when you have to focus on all of the things all of the time, it, it's not well, productive and, and it wears you down. Like, if you're going into a week or a sprint or something, right? And you're like, okay, I have one project that's going to take up half of this time. And then I have a bunch of little things that are 20 to 40 minute long fixes. Yeah. Or, you know, or I call them like one, one to four hour fixes, you know? Okay. But I've got a bunch of these things that are like, oh, that's going to be half a day. Oh, that's going to be, I get three of these done in a day, you know? Yeah. Um, it's so hard to decide, do I open the big can of worms first? Because I'm more interested in that and it's more exciting and it's cooler and that's the thing I want to work on first. Yeah. Or do I eat my vegetables first and close all these bugs and then work on the big fun thing? Because then 
if the scope on that expands or I want to spend more time doing something different or, you know, then I can because I already ate my vegetables. You yeah, know? you got to eat your vegetables first. You, you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it, in a, if that's the way the structure is, I, um, I just like eating all my vegetables at once. That's what yeah, matters. Me too. And um, that's kind of why I would like to be on like a support role, you know, where it's like, okay, for, a, for two weeks, I can just eat vegetables for two weeks. Yeah. No problem. You know? Yep. Cause then that means for four weeks, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just, you know? Yep. I think it's, I think it's insightful. I think focusing is huge. I think people, cause like, yeah. And the, the support character, right? That's the one we're not really talking about, right? So we're talking about the tank who's dealing with all the bug fixes and all the mess stuff you don't want to deal with, right? Yep. And then you've got the the DPS. I think the support character fills two really good roles. So one is pairing and helping you figure things out, right? Yep. Um, getting you unstuck, being a creative brain who can help you with things. And then the other is all of the DevOpsy weird stuff that needs to happen sometimes. Like, mm. oh, we need to upgrade to PHP 7.4. Can you upgrade to PHP 7.4, see if that breaks any tests, see if we have any yeah. money format scattered throughout of our thing that needs yep. to be replaced with the number formatter, you know? Yep. Just, like, do the PHP 7.4 upgrade. Or, like, uh, hey, can you upgrade us to uh php unit eight because we yeah. need to you know or can you uh write a migration be write a migration to change all of these column types to this column type you know like those types of things which are like not really advancing the features not really yeah, closing yeah. bugs but are like making the world clean for the work you know yeah uh I got a yawn here. Dick do it, dude. Dude, do it to it. Sucking in that oxygen. Yeah. Okay, Dick. Yeah, suck it in, man. Um, so I agree. Uh, here, here are the roles that need to be done. You hit on a few there. There's mm-hmm. bugs. That's one. There's, um, there's bugs. Let's. There's primary feature work. Yeah, so let's think about this. That that's kind of a vague one. I, let's start the most concrete and work our way out. So bugs is the most concrete. Then I love the idea of of a support role. I mean, somebody, some okay, bugs. And here's here's maybe a uh, something important here is I think a lot of times the company thing is like, well, we're gonna work on this big thing now, and then we're gonna allot a week or two or three to caring for the old system or bringing this, you know, whatever there should always be work being done on caring for an old system. That's not a bug. That's not bug work. This is system improvement work. Sure. Um, This may be the DevOpsy type stuff that you're talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. But also like refactoring. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of refactoring, adding tests to pass code, moving thing, you know, code bases are always disjointed. This person's role for the sprint or month or whatever is solely um yeah like basically system care like the caretaker so you got the bug killer the caretaker and what what about like yeah i mean there's just feature work 
That's like yeah, which I think those people often often that's the most fun, right? Right, because it's like it's more green field. Yeah, it's like sure. you're creating routes, you're creating controllers, you're building things that didn't exist before. Yeah, right. And you feel like the road's open in front of you. Yeah, you don't run into all these weird things, you know, because yeah. it's just like yeah, I'm building things, you know. Yep. Um. But I feel like those people, the momentum is really important to that type of work. Um, that sort of new building new things work, like momentum matters a lot. And if you get pulled off to upgrade your MySQL agreed, version, yeah, be, or you get pulled off to deal with this bug that's coming in in production right now, yep, like you can kind of lose the zest for the new feature and you can lose the energy, you yep. know? So I feel like there is a, like, to me, like the ultimate goal of this team structure is to make sure that those people never get pulled off of the big projects. So we never get slowed down by the bugs or the implementation details or the DevOpsy things. We never, those things never slow us down from making continual regular progress on pushing the app forward, right? Because there's more places that we want to take the app than there are hours in the day you know yep. so like there's always a forward that we could be pushing the app and i don't i don't want it's so easy to have a production bug and say the production bug happens while we're on stand up you know yeah it's so easy for us just to all hang out on stand up and then hang out there for two hours solving like for sure four people pairing on one production bug yep and then we lost a day right you know um that type of stuff is so easy and i think having these roles where it's like if a production bug comes in we know whose job it is to deal with it you know yep we know whose job it is to debug it and fix it and you know all that so anyway i don't know i think it'd just be a real cool thing and i'm trying to pitch it inside yeah i think um even even the way i'm i'm trying to think of my like dream setup that like bug bug smashing if you're the bug smasher i think these things should be two weeks long um that's what they would be yeah yeah and the bug smasher is their job is just to like it's just head down smash bugs as fast as you can like not like tanking you're tanking that's what it is right so it's like you're tanking all the bullshit you protect the the feature workers from bullshit you know, and you take a lot of damage, yep. you know, and you deal with a lot of shit and it's crazy. Yes. That's, um, this is, the, but it's only for two weeks, right? right? And all we need to do is kill the boss before the boss kills you. And everybody does it. Yeah. It's on a rotation. It. So it's like, this is the worst work. And you have healers, right? And you have someone who's backing you up where if you are taking too much damage, they can come in and say, okay, I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to pair with you on this. I'm going to take these three bugs Maybe, off your plate. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I could see that as a positive. I, in my mind, I wouldn't even require that. Like I wouldn't need that, but, but it does make sense. So you have the bug smasher and then this other role. I think the refactoring system care role Mm -hmm. should be the best role. I think the, it's always, it always exists. Everybody always has that in the rotation and you get to pick what you want to work on. Mm. it's totally up to you this is your yeah. so thing and that could be 
I do think you still have to abide by like planning stuff. Like you have to like tell, you can't just go off and do nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to like communicate what you're doing and whatever, but, but it's up to you. If you want to, if you want to work on, you know, bringing, if you want to work on backfilling tests on whatever system, or if you want to upgrade PHP or if you want to, you know, set up whatever, redesign the admin UI or yeah, yeah, it just has to be improving old stuff. It can't be building new fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. And that's just like the fun one. It's like, have at it. Decide what you want. And that could be the role that is the, um, that is also like the pairing person, right? Yeah. Like, because I think I think it is important to have someone who is basically like, this person is available to pair if you need a second set of eyes. Yeah. But that's not like a full time job. Right. Yep. You know, like being available is not a job. Um. Yeah. But if it was the refactoring oh, person, okay, go on. Who's like, by day, you know, all day, every day. If if you're not asking me to pair on something, I'm just making the world a better place over here, you know. And then like, if you get stuck, you need some eyes. Like, let me know, and I'll compare with you for a couple hours, and then I'll go back right. to making the world good. I think the bug killer and the refactorer should be teamed up. That's well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's like tank and healer. Right, right. And but even you know? even more so than just like it's a good kind of natural fit. The mm-hmm. bug killer is really in the weeds of like systematic old problems. Yeah. And the refactorer can be informed by those things, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what we create we're just getting crazy here, but the bug killer gets to decide what the refactorer does for the two weeks. That's funny. <laughs> yeah interesting the problem no it would have to be the bug killer from last sprint right because they'd be the person yeah. who has just most recently been in the week yes the bug killer from last sprint assigns becomes the healer from this sprint oh dude so you you go from killing bugs into refactoring yes. the sprint immediately after that yes so you go from the weeds to like the nirvana peaceful right. refactor zone with all of the pain you let all of the pain of bug week um, you let that in your soul crystallize into a diamond that you then build a lightsaber out of when you become a Jedi the next week. That's great. It's fantastic. I like it. I like it a lot. A lot. I like it. I like it a lot. I like so, it okay. So you got those two. And then, I mean, it could just be the rest is just like feature work project stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I think there's... I kind of want there to be in a big enough company, there could be a place for this, but I kind of want there to be a position of somebody just pushing the envelope, like somebody just experimenting, you know, well, making proof of concept. The thing about and, our company is that Chris is going to do that, whether that's what he's supposed to be doing that week or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> like there's plenty of things that Chris has just like invented as a solution to a problem. Yeah. When he theoretically had other things to do, but because he's the CEO, he could just, not do them and instead push the envelope you know yeah right and no one's going to be able to successfully steal that job from chris because he likes it too much right um so i feel like you just gotta let him do it funny you know um but that you know that's like a valid thing i mean there's so many things that i mean there this would be the explorer would be the person who's like charting out a potential future architecture who's Mm -hmm. who does who maybe spends two weeks on a proof of concept for a different architecture or for a different system or you know whatever or a different uh, framework or whatever just to experiment um that that would be 
That'd be a cool role. And then there's and then there's the feature people. Yeah. Then there's just feature folks. You know? And, just doing but feature But that job stuff. is the feature folk job is so much more enjoyable when you're being protected from nonsense. Yeah. When tank. you can completely just absorb yourself in the just thing that you're in. doing. Yeah. Yeah. And crank. Yeah. Crank that soldier boy. Exactly. That's exactly it. You know, I I dig this a lot, D. Cole. I think this is really good. Um, I think the rotation is key. Basically, focus and rotation and acknowledging that there are different developer roles and right. and that when you Im- basically you're Im- you're imposing a frictional like context switching cost when you just have everybody doing everything. You're l- yep. you're losing when you're doing that. I you're, agree. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Now, the question is, okay, so our team is four people, right? So it would be mm-hmm. one, one, two, right? Mm-hmm. So one tank, one healer, two feature. Okay. Right? Yeah. And the question is, do you put the feature people on different long-running projects or the same long-running project? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So if you put them on the same, then they can pair every day. Right. They can party. I don't... I've never really or, experienced um, working on the same thing with somebody as like a good thing, you know? Really? Yeah. You don't like pairing? Uh, I do. I do no, like you pairing. You secretly don't like it though, right? You're one of those? Mm, kind of do, kind of don't. I'm unsure about it. But huh. I think what I mean is like the pairing makes sense, but yeah, yeah. But the but the not pairing work, you know? I don't know. What if there was not that much not pairing work that's too much pairing (laughs) that's too exhausting right but what if there's only two people in this team who live in the same time zone as each other okay right one guy's in france i guess we all live in the same time zone but i work in a different time zone than everyone else you know right right right. so one guy's in france i'm working as though i'm on the west coast basically you know and then we got two east coast guys so we it would be the case that there's only like probably four four or five hours of overlap for most of the time yeah you know so maybe you pair four hours in a day i mean the feature work can be good i guess i've just never it's all it's weird to me when two people are working on the same thing you know well but then they split it how they see fit right and that can work yeah that can work. That can work. Yeah. If if the Dude, features are like me relatively co-located. We're so then. good at that. There was a point in time where me and Sam Geitz were crushing. Did you ever work for the the big G? Oh, um, I don't think so. No. Okay. When me and Sam were working for the big G, we would just annihilate things. Right? And it was like yeah. Totally unrestricted feature work cool. with no bug fixing, no anything. Oh, wow. And it was like Laravel React stuff, nice. right? And yeah. so there was tons of opportunities to split things in logical places and right. like pair for three hours and then split off. I'll work on this. You work on this. Let's talk tomorrow. Yeah. And then if, if either one of us didn't finish the thing that we were working on, then that was where we started pairing the next day. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I got stuck on this and then got frustrated and got off. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Well, like, that's a great place to start pairing today. You know? Yep. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. <sighs> yep. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. It's cool, 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 All right, so, did we get through your queue? Uh, we got through bikes, we got through space, <laughs> we talked about team comp. Talked about team stuff. Um, do you have anything uh, on, you have, a, you have a notepad, you have a note card? 
Um, what was I gonna say? I mean, there's there's like uh, I don't know. Draw more stickers. You like the sticker? What do you think about the sticker? Oh, that's awesome. Ooh, very sweet cool. beans, Deke. Um, yeah, we can just call yeah, it. I, I I think uh, I mean there's there's uh, but uh, but uh, oh I'm really excited about the liveware stuff I'm doing. But oh, do we talk about dusk? No, we can talk about that quick. Dusk? What about it? This is what is this? 2018. Dusk is back, man. Dusk is back. I'm bringing dusk back. You're bringing it back. It's the way to go for so many things. This is gonna last six months tops. No, eh, maybe. Um, I'm converting all of Livewire tests to Dusk. Oh no! Which is a huge thing. Huge. That does sound like a huge mistake. Yeah. No, a huge thing. <laughs> um, no man. I mean, the mm. you know the trade-offs. I don't have to explain that to you. Yeah. But oh, I am just it's full stack testing is not because Livewire takes the brunt of JavaScript work. Ideally. Sure. Sure. It's like it's like the kinds of apps I hate to work with, which are half JavaScript, half PHP, you know? Right. So half of my tests, every feature has a Jest unit test and a PHP unit test. Right. And I think the setups are pretty end-to-endy for both of those. But still, the feature spans across two stacks. And it just sucks, man. Like, imagine having to do, like, uh, stuff with history push state. How are you gonna do that mm. in Jest? You gotta mock the history API, mm. and so it's like, oh, and it, it, yeah, I don't know. It's just I will benefit so much from being able to write a test that's like, visits this page, hits this button, hits the back button, sees this change, changes this thing in the URL, sees it on the page. It's just so yeah. simple. You might you might actually have the only code that you should actually use Dusk to test. I mean, I disagree with that, but um, I am Dusk is faster now. For some reason, it? somehow it's pretty fast. Um, so I'm not. Is on- it faster, or are is this? Is it just that you've written smaller tests? Oh, I mean, there's and probably so it, some of that. It just seems faster. But is um, it just that your 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 test suite is small right now, so you think it's fast? But as soon as your no, test I mean, suite it's actually be becomes slow. big, it's going to be much slower than before. I don't dispute that. But one of the strategies I'm doing is like writing a giant test for everything. <laughs> for an entire feature like and separating the chunks by like a comment that says what it does instead yeah. of separate test methods so that there's no like killing the browser and rebooting it it's all just in one thing you know but testing very different things so anyway but my test setup oh decal it's actually a dream for real it's a dream get wrap your head around this mm-hmm. this is the world i've created for myself inside of livewire now sure a live wire feature if i'm going to create a new feature let's say loading states don't exist there's no sure. no such thing as wire loading yep so i go i'm going to create this i create a you folder in test slash browser i create a folder called loading states okay mm-hmm. now in this folder i create three files test.php component.php and view.blade.php and the component in the view are totally vanilla normal live wire components or component and view you know like standard and the test like so i wrote this fancy api so i can basically like like you know like this arrow visit in dusk to like visit a url i can basically just visit a live wire component and it just is all wired up to work so just like visit a live wire component and it's that component and now i can interact with it so that folder 
houses like when i'm like test code setup whatever they're components it's a literal component in view like you can't get more real life than that yep it feels incredible it really does it feels like i don't know it feels so good and uh yeah and there's so i don't know dusk is just so good yeah so anyway yeah no i like writing dust or dusk um if you do it there's ways to do it that are very very powerful you know I really, I still think that there is something missing. Oh, right. Yeah, our thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. But this is about as close as you're going to get. Yeah. And there's some things you could, I have this, uh, you know, like the golden rule of dusk tests and like acceptance tests, like never wait for anything. Like never mm-hmm. pause a specific amount of time, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like that is how you die in this world is by waiting a specific amount of time um i created I did write a sleep in a test recently yeah i mean sometimes you got to do it sometimes you got to do it it's uh so here's what i did because we got rid of it we refactored oh, it on code review but um because i own livewire i can yeah. do whatever i want yeah you're you're the king so i i want to you know say like a test where like i press a button and then i assert that something happens like for yeah. the loading states I want to press a button and assert that I see the loading, then wait till it disappears and then assert that it's gone, right? Yeah. So I need to test this. And if on a normal connection, that's so fast that like you, it's just a blip. So how do you assert in that blip? You add a sleep. No, no. This is what I did. I created, I exposed out of Livewire, like a, a window level variable of like if Livewire has a request out to the server or not. And then I have a JavaScript or a PHP macro, a Dusk macro. It's called like wait for Livewire request that pings JavaScript to see when that variable is true. And then it continues. And then a wait for response that waits for it to be uh, false, whatever. And then it That's continues. Cool. And so I basically have those or I can just do arrow wait for Livewire and it will wait for the full Livewire request programmatically. So I don't set any sleeps or anything. And it's, it's deterministic and predictable, yeah. you know? So anyway yeah so dusk cool. dusk dusk Hell dusk yeah. i mean the trade-offs talk about are... my event sourcing stuff no i'm event sourcing for your um, bot machine no no for work oh for work um we're we you know like the whole point of the company is to basically answer the question like was someone a certified home inspector on this date okay um which is a pretty like event sourcing friendly purpose for sure. your app okay right um so we're adding event sourcing um for all of the like becoming a member paying your dues removing you know like if your membership expires if it gets renewed again you know all of that stuff is going to be like event driven yeah so right now we're just storing the events but we're not projecting them okay um but one of the things is like okay we also have like millions and millions of rows in this database that uh would need events you know so i've been like writing a generator to basically like parse millions of rows in our audit because we have like one of those audit logs packages um that basically like detects changes to models and stores them okay so we have all these like audit logs yeah so i've basically just been like writing this thing that like parses the audit logs and like regenerates past events so i've basically been like backfilling a bunch of event sourcing data Hmm. So that, and then like 
proving that like it nice it works right you know yep so anyway it's super cool over here it's awesome doing some event sourcing look at you yeah it's fun i like it we're using the spotsy package cool we could have used the frank dijon yeah uh event uh, i don't remember what it's called but uh that one seemed a little bit too crazy like, town deep just yeah like uh dogmatic i guess okay um and i that could have been a bad read but that was a little bit what it felt like was that it was a little like would you like to become an event sourcing god <laughs> like it, it it's just like all of the it used all of the event sourcing words really heavily yeah and it, it felt a little bit like maybe if i was designing an event source app from the ground up i would look at this but right now i'm just kind of trying to like bolt this onto yeah. a tiny part of my app yeah i'm interested to hear the follow up on how this goes yeah me too um i <laughs> we recently discovered i know we have 5 minutes and that's it I recently discovered uh, that one of our tables um, has a different schema in production than it does when you run the migrations. Oh, no. <laughs> I discovered this when I like started writing tests Shoot for this event dude. sourcing thing. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why? What do you mean there's no column called old data? And I was like, oh, the column is just called old. I was like, wait a second. And I went and looked at production. I was like, but it's old data here. Why is it old here? And it was like, some i don't know some refactor someone had done yeah. somewhere had changed some anyway migrations so are that's... event sourcing for database schema yeah exactly that's a good way so to anyway. understand event sourcing yeah it's migrations. Like migrations for data yeah interesting sweetie cole uh i'm gonna hit this record this. button um actually i'll just yeah. cue the outro music uh right now bump it up 